0: Let's
1: get ready for work. About 87% of ours are arrest free three years down the road. Even those that are unsuccessful, their recidivism rates are still lower.
2: You can't be a good case manager if you don't have partners. If you play any type of card game, this is your winning hand. here. Everything the literature says the population needs, we do it in a very integrated fashion.
3: It's to break the cycle and provide a holistic support that aligns systems and provides advocacy platform for returning citizens
4: in the Mississippi Delta. If you're just guessing, you might cause more damage or create more work than you had in the first place. Somebody's criminal background is best explained in context.
5: Episode 32 is the second in our two-part series on preparing workforce ecosystems for returning citizen success. We'll look at the 5P's framework of partnerships, planning, preparation, pathways, and performance with tips to launch or optimize reentry initiatives.
0: Ready for Work is a podcast powered by ACT, showcasing excellence and innovation throughout the workforce ecosystem. Jason Jones hosts this journey with trends and ideas to help your region's workforce reach its highest potential. Let's get ready, ready for work.
5: Severe skill shortages in labor markets across the U.S. often intersect with a desire for justice system reform that provides pathways for returning citizens to thrive. These initiatives are known by different titles such as re-entry opportunity, returning citizen initiatives, or even projects for justice-involved individuals. When optimized in a regional workforce ecosystem, returning citizens are a high-performing group of working learners that boost a regional talent pipeline. ACT debuts a new toolkit with this podcast called Preparing Workforce Ecosystems for Returning Citizen Success. Through a concept of five Ps, this toolkit is a primer for regional leaders to launch or improve existing re-entry programs or simply gain new ideas for how organizations could join and enhance existing initiatives. Remember to seek expert or licensed guidance as needed. The five P's include partnerships, planning, preparation, pathways, and performance. Voices of Excellence joining us on Episode 32 come from fresh interviews and presenters of our re-entry track at the recent ACT Workforce Summit.
0: Dr. Roderick Nunn, Executive Vice President of Concordance Academy in St. Louis, Neil Voles, Deputy Director of the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition, Curtis Camponi, Founder of Speak for Me MC LLC. Michael Williams, Education Consultant, North Carolina Department of Juvenile Justice, Will Coppage, Executive Director of the Washington County, Mississippi Economic Alliance, and Presiding Judge Charles Elliott, Morgan County, Alabama.
5: It's a high-caliber group of subject matter experts that deployed workforce solutions in re-entry initiatives with great results. Ready for work. Preparing workforce ecosystems for returning citizen success. Partnerships. Workforce development initiatives rarely succeed without a carefully crafted array of partnerships. Ecosystems preparing for returning citizens share similar qualities in common with employment and training programs. In this segment, we'll examine the qualities of partnerships helpful to regional reentry, holistic, integrated, asset skills-based, and work-ready. Partnerships should target integrated resources and strategies, especially organizations that provide wraparound supportive services on a pre- to post-release spectrum to boost career outcomes. Mentoring networks fill gaps with guidance on overcoming obstacles and reaching career goals. Consider a holistic approach to partnerships with a diverse array of relevant subject matter experts in workforce, education, social services, corrections, healthcare, and others based on regional priorities. One partner not often referenced in regional reentry is economic development. Here's Will Cobbage from the Washington County, Mississippi Economic Alliance on reentry components through the lens of successful economic
4: development.
3: That is our correctional facility right on my industrial property. Those that are in economic development, I know y'all are laughing right now because y'all are probably going, how do you tell that story? Well. That was the hurdles. I mean, I had to sit down and figure out how can we tell this story and make it advantageous to a prospective client that we're trying to attract. With that, if you take into account of what the hurdles are in our community, that we have a population that is incarcerated or has a record of incarceration or justice touch as we call it, not only is the incarcerated population a hurdle for the workforce, but we see a physical barrier with creating jobs because of the location of this facility.
5: Washington County crafted an innovative launch pad for justice impact, as Will explains.
3: That's where we came up with the Innovation Workforce training Scholarship. The idea is we partner with employers that would hire folks that had nonviolent offenses, We have numerous training partners we would use the act assessment and the goal was to get into the complex and test and do training beforehand and so when they get out they can work well covid happened we only got to test one group before the lockdown pretty much happened so we had to spin it and folks that have had a record or been just as touched in some way is where we offer the scholarship magnolia bar association they do expungement services Foundation for the Mid-South, they created a guide. Greater Greenville Housing, if you complete the scholarship, complete a class, they give you housing counseling and will put you on the list and rate you higher. And then also at Regents Bank with financial literacy.
5: Will shares the longer-range vision for Washington County and the value-add for future investors and job creators.
3: The whole idea of this grant, it's to break the cycle and provide a holistic support that aligns systems and provides advocacy platform for returning citizens in the Mississippi Delta. This has worked and our goals are as soon as we can to resume the training in the corrections facility and strengthen that story for our economic development clients. So when a person gets out of incarceration, they can walk right from that gate across the way to HR and apply for a job. That is the goal, and when that happens, you will see me dancing over the internet.
5: Asset framing is defining people by their aspirations and contributions before noting their challenges and investing in them for the continued benefit to society. As an important component of skills-based hiring, asset framing produces a regional narrative that overcomes stereotypes and shifts the focus to fulfillment of aspirations the takeaway here adjust your messaging to emphasize assets and strengths obstacles defeated and skills aligned ready for work preparing workforce ecosystems for returning citizen success planning balancing workforce supply and demand is a constant journey for regions Success of workforce ecosystems may be aided or inhibited by the quality of regional planning. Research evaluations from the Council on State Government's Justice Center offer helpful insights on planning that effectively blends the organizational cultures of criminal justice and workforce development. For the planning bucket, we'll focus on human-centered design, leadership, proximities, and timelines. Proximities to local, state, and federal institutions and their affiliations with local labor markets typically define the region. Re-entry leadership should represent key sectors of the ecosystem, emphasizing organizations that can leverage resources for pre- to post-release. Human-centered design focuses on creation of personas, concepts, and solutions. The approach centers on the customer rather than system limitations. Instead of why can't we, stronger outcomes and customer satisfaction happen by framing how might we. When planning for individualized case management in your reentry model, it's crucial the alliances are accessible to case managers and counselors. Here's Michael Williams, an education consultant with the North Carolina Department of Juvenile Justice on what it takes to have a winning hand in case management.
2: If you're gonna be a positive case manager, you have to have collaborative partners. Case managers cannot do it by themselves. If you don't establish partnerships, you're not a very good case manager. So even if you are a teacher, you should have relationships with employers in the community who will be willing to hire, will be willing to do internships, apprenticeships, things of that nature to help integrate your students into the programs that they have within their organization. You can't be a good case manager if you don't have partners. If you play poker, if you play spades, if you play any type of card game, if you don't have a good hand, you're not going to win the game. This is your winning hand here.
5: When setting deadlines to achieve goals, your timelines should include pre release activities, placement, and post release follow up to track performance outcomes and troubleshoot as needed. Curtis Camponi is the founder of Speak for MC LLC curtis explains why timing is important for interactions with participants
4: so the stages of change are an evidence-based model that say change follows a set of six predictable stages six predictable stages anytime someone is considering a new goal or uh deciding to take a step towards an action or trying to embrace a new behavior or a new change they fall somewhere within these six stages. The idea is, is if you know where someone is on the stages of change, you then know the best tool to use to influence and inspire them to move to the next. If You're just guessing and saying, I think they're in this stage so I'll do this, or I think you might cause more damage or create more work than you had in the first place.
5: The Workforce Benchmarking Network from the Corporation for a Skilled Workforce suggests an array of success drivers to consider in your
0: planning efforts. Ready for work.
5: Preparing workforce ecosystems for returning citizen success.
0: Preparation.
5: A wide array of interventions and programming options are in the preparation bucket. Pre-release intake, mental and physical wellness, assessments, skill remediation, and career development. Re-entry opportunity and returning citizen initiatives differ from typical workforce development case management methodologies by including mental and physical wellness as a critical element of case management. To be effective, these frameworks should begin with pre-release intake as soon as possible. St. Louis-based Concordance Academy is a group that places special emphasis on trauma-informed care. This is Dr. Roderick Nunn, the Executive Vice President of Education and Employment.
2: We take a healing-first approach, and here's why. Just about everyone in our program has suffered from chronic trauma, early childhood trauma, and ongoing trauma in the community. And if you're familiar with the brain science behind that, that leads to co-occurring conditions. 80% suffer from mental health disorder, 83% report having substance use disorder. That also results in poor academic performance. If those folks were fortunate enough to get a job, poor performance in the workplace, add to that some of the other issues like having few positive support systems and the stigma of being a felon for life. And there you have it, a really big honking problem that results in most people returning to prison on average seven times throughout their lives.
5: Rod covers the array of supportive services that remove barriers for returning citizens. These include substantial legal and medical assistance.
2: So we're very big on behavioral health. Cognitive behavioral therapy, substance use treatment, mental health. We work with the fairly qualified health centers to make sure all of our participants have a medical home. Our case managers can give them emergency housing on release, but once they have transitioned to full time employment, we can give them access to low to moderate income housing that will be rented to them without a credit check or a background check.
5: Assessments for program specific requirements may be followed up with a basic skills assessment through WorkKeys or simple level sets through the WorkKeys curriculum. These instruments are important for basic skills remediation on an individual or cohort basis. Guided and individual exploration of career options, cognitive fit and simulation experiences are helpful for career development to ensure the highest alignment possible to personal aspirations. In this example from Concordance, Rod shares the ideal portfolio of skill development solutions and job development strategies based on the right skills, the right jobs, at the right time.
2: What you need to know, part of our secret sauce, is as a condition of employment, you are required to complete all of the other programming. As a condition of ongoing employment, to keep your job, you are required to continue to be engaged in Concordance programming. In 20 years of workforce development, I found that that is mostly about getting people the right jobs, getting folks the right skills for the right jobs at the right time. So we're very big, obviously, into soft skills. We want to make sure that our participants can interact and communicate effectively in the workplace and in the community. Over time, we model, we teach, we assess soft skills. We're very big on digital literacy. We want to make sure our participants can access and navigate information ethically and efficiently on all the forms of technology that they will encounter. Workplace literacy are very important to us. So we're very, very big into the work key system. We serve about 250 people a year and our goal is to increase that to 500 eventually. We do about 50 to 75 NCRCs per year. It's a mandatory part of our program for those individuals who are going to work if they don't already have a high school diploma. And then we are very serious about also delivering technical skill competencies as well. The right jobs are those jobs in those industries that are felon friendly and that we work with our hiring partners to provide a welcoming environment or those jobs that pay a living wage those jobs that can follow our pathway, which is a workplace simulation to part-time employment onto full-time employment. We do that very intentionally because all of our participants are on a healing journey and we don't want to introduce them to the world of work too early. And all of our hiring partners have a consistent demand for labor in retail, food service, and the light industrial sectors. They must have limited training proficiencies required for entry-level into work that we can simulate in our workplace simulation experience.
5: Jackson, Tennessee's College of Applied Technology joined forces with ACT and the Manufacturing Skills Standards Council on a proven career prep model. The Bridges Out of Poverty approach equips regional ecosystems to improve job retention rates, build resources, boost outcomes, and support participants. Bridges is especially helpful for returning citizens to build a personal network of mentors and resources that help achieve goals.
1: Ready for work.
5: Preparing workforce ecosystems for returning citizen success. Pathways. Well-designed career pathways include building blocks that help returning citizens navigate their training and career options. In the pathway segment, we examine skill alignment, adult basic education, career development and training, work-based learning, stackable credentials, and academic options for Pathways. For a broader perspective, check out the Career Pathways Community of Practice from Workforce GPS. ACT work keys profiling aids in skill alignment to set benchmarks for entry to training and preparation for job tasks, resulting in success for the working learner, training provider, and employer alike. Adult basic education and literacy is a critical threshold as family sustaining wages typically require a GED or other form of high school equivalency. The learning experience in career development and training should include short-term training with immediate impact for success. This builds momentum for future training at higher levels. Rod Nunn of Concordance describes the intake process and timeline of the program, along with the careful attention paid to the balance of healing and work that generates long-term success.
2: We have an 18-month program So we start working inside of state prisons in Missouri. We have a licensed therapist and a a licensed educator working with participants six months prior to release, and then they move on through various programming gates. But our overall program is about 555 hours. I mean, that's more programming than most of us would have had in our baccalaureate degree program. And what you'll see is that as behavioral health services are kind of stepping down and folks are stabilized and are getting on their healing journey, we tend to step up employment services. And that is by unintentional design. We do not treat education and employment as a root cause solution to recidivism. We are addressing trauma, substance use, mental health. Once we get people stabilized, then we figure that the skill development can stick. Our participants can enjoy more time, more retention in the workplace. And we pride ourselves around providing EAP wraparound support for participants throughout their employment experience. So every participant at Concordance has a licensed therapist, case manager, and career coach.
5: Simulation experiences, prison enterprises, apprenticeship, and other forms of work-based learning help returning citizens apply newly gained skills in a structured, lower-risk setting. Neil Volz with the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition offers helpful advice to employers on the sequence of background checks and other helpful recruitment tips.
4: There's a variety of steps that can be taken. It could be as simple as taking the box off the application. Avoid blanket exclusions and include an equal opportunity statement. There are certain barriers and there are certain triggers that I think you'll find more people will actually sign up. This one's very important, and that is to delay all inquiries into criminal history until after a conditional offer is made. We also know that somebody's criminal background is best explained in context. And sometimes the best thing to do is to find out whether somebody is even qualified or somebody is a good fit for work before you even engage in that conversation.
5: Embedding opportunities for returning citizens to earn academic credit is a powerful method to future-proof a career pathway. The WorkKeys in CRC provides a convenient crosswalk for a range of credit options offered by the awarding college.
1: Ready for work.
5: Preparing workforce ecosystems for returning citizen success. Performance. Numerous formula-funded public services and grants stipulate specific performance measures for program evaluation. Common metrics are categorized for individuals, training providers, employers, the justice system and the regional ecosystem overall. As the last of our five Ps, let's dig deeper on performance. Employment pathway metrics for participants can include entered employment, retention and gains in wages. Earning a high school equivalency and job credentials are countable as training outcomes. The WorkKeys NCRC helps boost credential attainment and may be countable in certain programs. Businesses often cite retention of workers as one of the most important employer results. Firms may also focus on gains in productivity, gains in safety, reduction in HR cycle times, and return on investment, among others. Recidivism is a key metric tracked in justice reform. The Urban Institute and the Center for What Works include an array of additional indicators to consider. In episode 31, we caught up with Judge Charles Elliott, the presiding circuit judge in Morgan County, Alabama. Check out the full interview for powerful results and moving examples of alternative sentencing. In this clip, Judge Elliott describes their outcomes.
1: Nationwide, drug courts have about a 75% success rate. Of those that successfully complete drug court, 75% of them are rest free about two years after graduation program. Our numbers are a little bit better in Morgan County. Three years after those that successfully complete drug court, about 87% of ours are rest free three years down the road. Even those that are unsuccessful in drug court, their recidivism rates are still lower because they're learning skills. They've been to group therapy. They've been to individual therapy. They've learned where there are different 12-step meetings in the area they can go to and things like that.
5: This life-changing impact has felt well beyond the courtroom, as Judge Elliott explains.
1: Studies show that nationwide, for every taxpayer dollar that is spent on drug court, we save about $3.36 in prison costs, probation costs, because you're not having to house them, pay for health care, meals, corrections officer, you know, things like that. But the real incredible number is for every taxpayer dollar that's spent on drug court, we save $27 per person because now that somebody is Sober. If they're sober, they're not going to be in custody. There's that $3.36. But on top of that, you tackle them, well, now they've got a job. Well, if they've got a job, that means they have probably going to have insurance, which means they're not going to be showing up at our ERs uninsured. Now they're paying taxes. But the biggest is they're getting kids out of foster care. Because if there is anything that I think that is life-changing about the drug court model or treatment courts in general is we can reunite parents with their children. When people graduate from drug court and they'll say, you know, I've got a relationship with my kids again. I'm not just there high on the couch while they're playing on the floor. I'm helping them with their homework. I'm actively engaged in my kid's life. I'm a coach on my kid's baseball team or I'm helping referee games, you know, referee soccer matches, things like that in youth leagues. It is a phenomenal program where, where we truly are saving lives.
5: Effectiveness of the regional ecosystem should be evaluated on a case-by-case basis as a meta-analysis of strategic priorities realized by the ecosystem.
0: You're listening to Ready for Work from ACT. Ready for Work.
5: Thanks for joining us on this journey of preparing workforce ecosystems for returning citizen success. In addition to the five P's we introduced on this episode, the toolkit includes comparisons of promising practices from five leading organizations in the national reentry space. These nine functions may be examined through the lens of workforce supply, employer demand, and the intermediary role of the workforce ecosystem to connect and convene resources at the regional level. The toolkit is now available and we included a link in our show notes to request the toolkit at no charge. If you haven't yet, check out episode 31. It's the first in this two-part series and spotlights success in Alabama with powerful and moving examples of their impact. Digging a bit further back, episode 19 on making the most of second chances features Missouri's model for regional collaboration and employer engagement. Dr. Tina Manis from Connecticut joined us on episode 7 for the Empowered Re-entry Model that embeds social emotional learning resources from ACT. We appreciate our high caliber panel of voices and you as well for taking part in episode 32.
0: Ready for Work is a service from your friends at ACT, a mission driven nonprofit organization dedicated to helping people achieve education and workplace success. Discover more online at act.org/slash ready for work podcast. Now. now, let's, let's get, get to work. work.